Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. take the opportunity to listen to us where honestly sometimes uh, we just kind of smirk and can't believe there's so many of you guys out there listening to us and we want you to know that we're prayed up and um, we are prayed that uh, you know we pray before we come on we're prayed up every day we're praying that God would use these podcasts in your life to help you we're well aware that a lot of our listeners have been hurt by PTSD or going through things that don't make sense have lost jobs lives marriages um have lost people they care about. We get all that. So yeah. what we're doing is we're going to the sauce. We're going to the one that can change things, the one that can make things better, the the God of all creation, the God of all heaven. And and uh, I know Tuesday mornings are tough, but let me tell you, we get to go to God this morning on this Tuesday morning. So how are you doing this morning, Stephanie? Good morning, Doug. I am enjoying the beautiful weather and um, rejoicing in the Lord. Yeah. And it was a beautiful day here. I started, it was pitch black when I started walking this morning. And I didn't even wear my reflective belt because I thought the sun would be out enough that when I stepped out of the neighborhood and got off the sidewalks to go into the back part of my neighborhood, Stephanie knows what I'm talking about. There's an inner neighborhood about three quarters of a mile and then you step out and do the rest. But um, I think I'm going to have to start wearing my reflector. I mean, I got to tell you, the longest day has already went by us, my friend. We're going the other way now. But I like the coolness. It was cool this morning. And uh, so anyway, here we are. We got our segment this morning before we hop into Psalm 122. And and Psalm 122 is just rich with information for us. But Stephanie, we, we deal with this Norton knuckleheaded moment. And we talk about you might be a knucklehead. And we do that for the purpose of helping people not be knuckleheads. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're just saying you might be a knucklehead, but do this so you won't be a knucklehead is what we're saying. So you might right. be a knucklehead if, Stephanie. If breaking up relationships, and I'm talking good relationships, I'm not talking where there's clearly abuse or whatever, but where it brings you pleasure to break up homes churches, relationships, when that is your lifeblood, instead of seeking to be someone who's helping with healing or seeking, you know, obviously I'm not talking when there's clearly abuse that needs separated from, but when we're talking, you come when, when a situation's doing good and then you come in the room and suddenly there's a church split, there might be a slight problem with you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think if you look up a picture of knucklehead, that would be uh, breaking up marriage or saying, "Hey, you shouldn't be with that person," and that's self-serving. You know what yep. God? You know what God is? God's about love. God's about yep. marriage. He's not about divorce. And we've always said on this podcast that even if you're living with a knucklehead, we we do recommend that you never get hurt. That if you're physically or mentally abused, you get away. But at the same time, the end goal is reconciliation and restoration. The end goal is going to biblical counseling. The end goal 
is making those things right. But we never, ever do two things. We never tell people to stay with somebody who's being abused. Uh, You don't, you know, you have a biblical bill of rights and actually we send that out. We give it to people. And, uh, and, but then we always agree with marriage and love and biblical counsel and hold on to that. So we always agree with that, but that's a good, uh, I think that's a good knucklehead right there. That's a real good one. Now, do you have a food, a favorite food? I I do. So, um, you know, you were talking yesterday about how much you love garden squash, zucchini, that stuff. Yeah. Well, we love it too. And, um, I made a couple things with it this week, both of which we loved. I made zucchini boats. Um, we had some really big zucchinis given to us. And so I scraped out the middles of those and made up a real thick meat sauce, like a spaghetti kind of meat sauce and put those in and baked them till the zucchini was tender. And then we put mozzarella cheese on top. That was really, really good. And then I made this cream, creamy soup yesterday with summer squash and hamburger and onion and, you know, kale, all that wonderful stuff. Kind of like a knockoff of Zupa Tuscana. Not yeah. Zupa Tuscana, but same kind of ingredients. It was right with it God. was good. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. And see, that's what that's what this moment is all about, helping you guys along. And that's a healthy offering. I mean, you could fill it with ground turkey. I don't know why. I, I just, you know, even when I was on the diet, I got to tell you, you know, the ground turkey meatballs I got from Trader Joe's, I thought were okay. It's not beef, you know, and now that I'm skinny and healthy, uh, I'm on beef. I'm not going to lie, you know, Uh, but if you get a good lean beef, Stephanie, um, you're okay. You know, you get a good lean beef on something like that. Thanks for sharing that. So here we go into Psalm 122 and... uh, I want to look at this psalm, and I want to think, I want to look at this from a perspective of what do we write down? What is it that we put in our Bible, Stephanie, when we read this verse? What is it that we write down on our sheet of notes? What are those things? And I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Our feet shall stand within thy gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is builded as a city that is compact together. Whether the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, unto the testimony of Israel to give thanks unto the name of the Lord. For there are set thrones of judgment, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper and that love thee. Peace be within thy walls and prosperity within thy palaces. For my brethren and companions' sake, I will now say, Peace be within thee. Because of the house of the Lord, our God, I will seek thy good. And uh, what a psalm. You know, we come right out. It's one of the pilgrim psalms. It's, uh, and, and by that, it's one of three psalms that people believe David wrote that have this feeling of being a pilgrim song, you know, that we make these pilgrimages, that we go to Jerusalem, that, you know, there are, there are religions, Stephanie, the, the Muslim faith and, and uh, you know, the Islam faith. Uh, they have to make a Mecca. They have to go once a year uh, to Mecca. You know, they fill a schedule out there when they go to their uh, mosque or whatever. They're they're trying to get a date. They're trying to raise money so that they can go back to the Mecca to be close to God. And But can I tell you something? I'm as close to Jesus right now in my dining room sitting at the table working on this podcast machine than I can be in Jerusalem. 
I'm, I am so gra- grateful that believers today don't have to make a long pilgrimage to a holy place, that where we are is the holy place, that where we stand is the holy place. And those first couple verses uh, I was looking at, and, and this guy having a heart, it says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Our feet shall stand within thy gates, O Jerusalem. And I mean, what are you thinking when you look at those first two verses? Well, I think it's, I think they're beautiful. And I think verse one, you know, this, this Psalm was obviously, like you said, it was written specifically for the Jews in the sense of um, when they were celebrating their feasts and going to Jerusalem to celebrate those feasts. Um, But I know that verse one is something my parents tried to instill in us and something I want my desire I have for my children is that they would be excited about going. Now we have the church and each of us is a temple of God in that sense. But God's given us the body of believers where we go and worship him together. And that was the point of this Psalm as they were worshiping God. They were headed together to worship God and that there should be a gladness, a happiness, a joy in getting to do that. There shouldn't be a dread or a, we have to do this again. And it encourages me again to, you know, as a teacher, if you're involved in teaching and, and doing classes, make it something that kids will be excited to do. Because if you get them excited about going to church and learning about Jesus at a lo- young age, when they get older, that same excitement will carry on by God's grace. Yeah, I, I believe you're right. And I think it's, it's this whole idea of having a heart for it. And the only way you're going to get a heart for it is to live it. You know, you're not going to drive by a church and all of a sudden get this, man, I should be in that building. You know, unless there's something that's appealing to your flesh, having a heart for God, having a heart to go to church, having those things instilled like Stephanie was doing, starts by going to church, starts by studying the Word of God. I I mean, the Lord teaches us that we should not forsake the assembling. The Lord teaches us we don't have to make a pilgrimage of 10,000 miles or whatever it is for you. Uh, all we need to do is go to our local church, that local assembly, and serve God together. And I think having a heart for that, standing within it, and uh, being glad. I, I like that word, Stephanie. I, I liked when you were just mentioning that, being glad to go. You had mentioned it's not a chore. It's not a job. I'm glad to go. And, and I think that's something that we need to translate to 2021. I, I, you know, and, and, and another thing, I think we can compare this. I hate making all these comparisons to military service, but I think in this case, it's, it's warranted. In the military, there's two kinds of people. There's those kind of people, and I've said this multiple times on this podcast over the years, but there's those people who are all in. I mean, it doesn't matter um, what's going on, what, what do they have to do, they just want to make the Army a better place, a safer place, more lethal. Uh, they want to make it a killing, fighting machine that would make our country proud. Uh, they want to be all part of the Army. I mean, they're all in. You, and you could see us out there. I was one of those guys. I mean, those are the lifers. Those are the guys that the only way you get them out of the Army is to kick them out or make them retire or something like that. These guys want to stay in. They want to make a difference in gals. I'm not making this selective to just one gender. But also in God's army, uh, those same people in the, in the regular army serving the U.S. Army 
who are glad to be serving and want to make it more lethal, want to make it a better place, give it a better outreach, recruit better soldiers, do those things. Well, God's army is the same. We want to be glad to go in God's house. We want to be part of propagating the gospel. We want to be part of sending missionaries around the world. We want to be part of helping people heal. The, the reason we're on this podcast today is because we care about folks. We know there's a lot of folks out there that have been damaged and hurt, and boy, life hasn't done them well. And, and uh, we could line up and point to narcissists all day and, and people, yeah. men and women that are out there hurting people and, and, and things of that nature. And we know that. But we say, hey, there's a God, and our God's greater than that. And if you're going to a church that's messed up, get out. You have no requirement to stay in a messed up church. Go to another one. You do have a requirement to not forsake the assembly and, uh, and to be glad about it. I think glad. I think that word, folks. So I, we talked about when I went over to Stephanie, we talked about what is, what is it we write on our notes. I think right here you write the word glad and circle it about 10 times. Be glad to go in God's house. Uh, make it something that makes you happy, that changes things, that's different for you. And then it says Jerusalem is builded as a city that is compact together, whether the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, unto the testimony of Israel to give thanks unto the name of the Lord. And, uh, and look at verse number five in context there. It says, for there are set thrones of judgment, the thrones of the house of David, and uh, I think as you look at that, it's having a heart for praise. And, and uh, they've instructed David, you know, to, to be up there on Mount Moriah to have his house. And, and uh, David's going to let you know what's good and what's bad. He's, he's being used as the preacher there and just like modern-day pastors. I mean, as you look at those verses, Stephanie, three through five, and, and what's coming to your mind? Wow. Well, as I look at these verses, um, I think it's in, really neat to see the way that the reason I should say that God gave the children of Israel in verse four, a reason to come together. Yeah. There are a lot of things God could have said. He could have said, um, they're coming together to get right with me. They're coming together for all these other reasons, but the reason given in verse four is to give thanks unto the name of the Lord. Yeah. And that stands out to me because I think very often we we don't do that. I, I know that's something that I constantly have to come back to that the Lord convicts me of, of. I answered that prayer. Did you thank me for it? I gave you a new day. Did you thank me for it? And there are always going to be reasons to have a burden, to have a weight on our hearts and on our minds. But when we come together, that we take time to focus that we train our children to take time to focus on thanking the Lord for his many blessings. And that's given in this, in this Psalm and that in verse four, that's the reason given for coming together is to give thanks to God. And that really stands out to me. Yeah. I, I think it stands out to me too, is, you know, we're, we're there to be thankful. So, so far the words we talked about having a few words written down after you go through this Psalm with us and what would be things that we would focus on and, we're interested in things that you're focusing on in this psalm, but I wrote down glad and give thanks so far. And, th and then we get down to verse number six, and it says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem, that they shall prosper, prosper that love thee. Now that word prosper, and I'm not a big Hebrew word guy, Greek word guy, Aramaic word guy, or whatever the case may be. I know the Bible's consisted of about five languages, but I do know this. I know that word for prosper there in Hebrew 
is the same word or root of the word that we find where the Bible says that Joseph was a prosperous man. So here we go. Joseph had no money. You know what Joseph had? A love for God. You know what made Joseph prosperous was that love for God and that God. It made him a prosperous man, and everything is hand-touched, and all those different things made a difference. So I think as we look at this verse today, and as we talk about things, this prosperous we're looking at, this prosperous we're talking about, this prosper is dealing with a relationship with God uh, that involves back and forth love, communication, reading the Bible, praying, peace be within thy walls, and prosperity within thy palaces. Again, that same word, that relationship with God that makes everything right. For my brethren and companions' sake, I will now say, peace be within thee. Because the house of the Lord, our God, I will seek thy good. So, you know, we're looking at these last four verses, six, seven, eight, nine, and it's talking about having this great heart for prayer, I think, and, and uh, praying for this prosperity, praying for the peace of Jerusalem, uh, praying that for the brethren and the companions' sakes and, and knowing that on. So I put down prosper in prayer as my last words. I mean, what are you thinking, Stephanie? Well, I think that's a pretty good um, description there. And um, I think verse 9, I think verse 9 and, well, verse 8 too, but the same way that the psalm challenges peace, the, 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 the idea of praying for the peace of Jerusalem, which I do believe we should still do, but for us here in the church age, that we should pray for peace in our churches that we would ask God to protect our churches and our homes and our lives from satanic attack because Satan, I mean, if you, if you don't see that Satan has every gun out right now trying to destroy homes and churches, then you have your head in the sand. And so to take time to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, but to pray for the peace of your church, your local church, where you meet with your believers to pray for your pastor, your fellow believers, um, and verse 8, for my brethren and companions' sakes, I will now say peace be within thee. And that we would be not only praying for the peace, but seeking the good of those around us. And I'm not saying that makes means you're a rug. I'm not saying if you've been abused, you stay, you stay being abused for peace. I'm not saying that at all. And I know my brain, I, you know, our, our PTSD brains get all mixed up sometimes. But where we're praying for the good, the peace of our, of our brothers and sisters in Christ. That's what I come away with from this. Yeah. And, and I think that's a good thing to come away with. And so as we look at this is, you know, there's so much, we need to be glad. We need to have that heart. That's glad to go to church. We need to have that heart. That's glad to serve other people. We need to be glad. We, we bring others to glad. You don't bring others to depression. You don't bring others to the bad thing. We need to be a thankful person or a thankful people. And we need to give thanks, and, and we need to understand that we're praying and living to prosper with God. It's not, it, it's, it's, our prosperity has nothing to do with our bank accounts, not from a spiritual standpoint. Our prosperity has everything to do with what God is doing in our lives, and I'm thankful for that. We want to do this again today where we just have Stephanie mute for a minute. We're going to go ahead and play a song for you. Again, we're waiting for our new CD to come in. We were able to play one of the new songs for you yesterday, and hopefully in the future we'll have all of them and play them for you. But I want to go back to a song that I think 
fits what we're talking about here, and I, I think it, it, it fits where we're going. And so I want to go back to Fear Not My Child, one of our favorite songs, and I want to play that for you. Then Stephanie and I are going to come back and talk uh, after this song is over. So here is Fear Not My Child, uh, performed by Stephanie Wesco and family. Sometimes I wake with pain and fear of dying. It hurts so bad, no answers here to find. But then I hear my Savior softly speaking. Trust me, my child, I'm right here by your side. Fear not, my child, I've walked the path you're walking. Fear not, my child, I'll carry you along. Fear not, my child, and trust in the eternal. Your faith's reward, your comfort, and your song. I daily search for answers to my problems, my searches end with emptiness and pain, but Jesus died and granted my full pardon, so now I bow and call upon his name. Fear not, my child, I've walked the path you're walking. Fear not, my child, I'll carry you along. Fear not, my child, Trust in me eternal, your faith's reward, your comfort, and your song. I found my joy, my strength, my hope, my healing, sufficient grace, abundant in supply, and now to Christ, my Savior. Well, folks, we're again, thank you for allowing us just a couple seconds and just want to recap a couple things here with Stephanie. Number one, uh, we're having a camp at uh, Camp Joy, Wisconsin. We want you to be part of it. It's going to start on the night of the 13th of September. It's going to go through Friday on the 17th. Most of the classes, a little bit of preaching will start on that Monday night. It's totally focused on PTSD, totally focused on your healing and those of you who are willing to help others heal 
and we want you to come up. It's one of the better camps we go to. We love Camp Joy, uh, that, and uh, uh, we love the beautiful lake there, the boating time, the swimming time. And last year, the kids were able to swim, but uh, we need to know if you're coming. We need to know particularly if you're bringing children because we may have to work out some details with that. Now, back at you, Stephanie, just quickly, if you could take like a half minute and talk about what your first PTSD camp meant to you, that'd be a great blessing. Wow. Well, my first PTSD camp was just a few, I don't know, six weeks, I think, or something like that after I met you and Debbie for the first time. And um, it was life-changing. I think it was, I didn't know what to expect going um, it was a different environment than I'd ever been in, and it was a place of comfort and healing for me. Um, it was a place I got answers. It was a place I found hope, um, and it was a place I found companionship and met other people that were going through struggles. Um, though our struggles were all different, we could all cry together. We could all pray together. We could all talk together, and it was it was life-changing. I guess that's the best way to put it, and hope-giving. Yeah. Well, and that's what we want you folks to know. Listen, we love you. If there's anything we can do for you, look us up on Help for Wounded Spirits Facebook page. Drop us a note, and uh, we'd be glad to hear from you. Talk to us about camp. Give us a shout. Uh, we'd love to talk to you about that. May the Lord bless you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry visit us at woundedspirits.com.